Are you ready? Yes. That is a prompt and appropriate response. That's exactly what I'm looking for. John Packman Podcast, Connecticut Valley School of Music and Dance, beautiful downtown Portland, Connecticut. Come over the bridge, pull a U-turn. If you're coming from Middletown Way, look for us, red neon light in the window. Uh, like and subscribe. Tell your friends, be on the show with me, have your own podcast. Dave will tell you how at the very end of all of this. And we are here today with the rock doc, Mr. Jonathan Schneider, live and in person. Nice to see you. Thanks for having me today. Of course, there he is. You were on the list and I was scrambling a little bit this week and someone threw you. Boom. Okay. Done. All right, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Get it it done. All right. Well, hey, thanks for coming and we'll see you later. (laughs) Can you imagine? (laughs) Okay. All right. Take two. Take two. But seriously. All right. So the Rock Doc, I've known you as a face in the crowd at various different gigs uh, throughout the years. And then uh, I I did, you know, some work for you. But um, you are known as the Rock Doc. Tell us why. Well, that moniker was given to me on a ski trip a long time ago in Colorado. 25 years ago, maybe. Whoa. More than that. And uh, so I was with a buddy of mine, and he had a, a another ski instructor friend of his. I, this isn't going to be a penthouse forum story. Is no. It? it sounds like it. No. Dear so, penthouse. Anyhow, so he said, well, you know, a good name for you is the Rock Doc. And he was a German Rock Doc. Hey. And it's stuck with me ever since. So you're a doctor. Of yes, a physician and a musician and a little bit. A, a fake musician, actually. But I, well, that's what I do. As long as you're not a fake physician. No. <laughs> I've been accused of that, too. Oh, boy. <laughs> In court? Yeah. I hope not. <laughs> I used to be Jonathan Schneider, TD, toy doctor, but I'm, oh, a, boy. A, I'm a real one. Okay. Do you, do you want to tell us about that? <laughs> no, I don't okay. think I have to tell you about that. No, no, All right. Just curious. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, but your uh, musical life, let's talk about that. Okay. Well, it all started, I guess, when, you know, I was growing up in Brooklyn with oh, my okay. family. Yep. Brooklyn, New York, that is. And, uh, you know, we had to play a musical instrument. One of the things my parents, you know, made me do, my father played piano. Oh, and cool. I, I had a little dyslexia with reading piano. Right. right hand and left hand, I said, well, I'll bang out some chords. Sure. But when I used to go to school, I went to PS193 in Brooklyn, Whoa. public school, and I used to go home, walk from home from school, and I heard these drums going. And I said, what was that about? Knocked on the door. And then I knew the family, and the owner, well, it's where this kid who became famous, Richard Perry, went to school. Richard Perry was a, became a famous music producer production guy and he plays the drums okay and he produced Barbara Streisand Rod Stewart oh. a whole bunch of people okay. like that that Richard Perry yeah that Richard Perry yeah you can look him up he was had a relationship with uh, Jane Fonda for a while and hey, I don't hey know. who wasn't <laughs> I don't know <laughs> okay no, yeah so and I idolized him I wanted him to be like him I mean yeah. he had a group vocal group called the Escorts and he sang he sang bass he's right down there hey. and yeah, and acapella stuff and hey, doo wop. Cool. Yeah, he did all those things, and uh, and that got me started on taking drum lessons. So, who was his drum teacher? Well, this guy Willie Kessler, and that was my drum teacher, and had to practice pad and sure. doing this and doing that. And the next thing was for me doing all that stuff that I used to hang out 
My parents had a friend who worked at the NBC studios in Brooklyn, New York. Oh, wow. And I used to hang out with the show, and that was Hullabaloo. Oh, hey. And I got to meet all the people in the band. Sure. Those were great. And there was the guy, Richard Davis, was playing acoustic bass. Okay. Yeah. And uh, he said to me, I used to watch him, and he, I was playing the drums. And, man, you've got to listen sometimes to play ahead of the beat, behind the beat. Oh, wow. I had no idea what he was talking about. Yeah, right. Know? Sure. So, yeah. So that's wow. that, that got me started. And uh, then we did it. I had you know play, had bands in, in junior high and high school. I was in the, the band, the orchestra. And, and I he forced me to read. So I had to read music. And, sure. and I was able to read drum charts. And I, I said, I want to play like the Mel Lewis, Thad Jones, big band. I used to right. go to Village Vanguard. I used to go down there. Hey. I loved it. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, I bet. Yeah, but, uh, you know. Well. Anyway, careers changed. and uh, Yeah. Yeah. And then, at one point, we had a, a, we were playing a college band in, out in Long Island. And that's where I ran into Young Rascal guys oh. playing out there at the Barge. Ooh. West Hampton. Okay. You know, not, yeah, and, and Quogue, actually. Okay. And I became tight a little bit with, you know, Felix Cavallari, and I was talking to him, and, and I was, what I was going to do, and I said, I'll think about playing the drums or music, whatever, and or going to medical school, because my oh, father what? was a doctor. So hey. he told me, if you have the smarts to go to medical school, do it, <laughs> because, you know, you can always play music when you want, and that, that's, that's right. what I did. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's true. That was, I would imagine, good advice. Yeah, for me it was. Because right? I, I, I knew at some point, you know, I wasn't the next Gene Krupa or Buddy Rich or anybody like that. But, you know, I had my fun. Yeah. Well, that I mean, that's... So your parents must have been happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had the drums in the basement, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, uh, and you were like, I'm going to take, take the medical thing seriously. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Oh, wait, I forgot to mention, I should have mentioned this right up top. So mostly around here, at least right now, you are, what would you call the impresario or the manager yes. of the running on empty band yes. experience, which is, you want to tell yes, us? Yes, okay. Well, and, then, and then we'll come back to that as we, yeah, I just, well, I yeah, it, I it's a seven, eight piece band. It's a kind of a, a tribute band to mm-hmm. Jackson Brown and the Laurel Canyon sound. So sure. we're not limited to just him, sure. all the people that have some association with the Southern California sure. stuff. And, uh, and you know, I kind of put this band together just you know, accidentally. I, I auditioned people and I met Sheila that way. I saw her at a gig and said, she can sing, she looks good. And you know, we had her and yeah. then, and then um, you know, Jeff Pivor gave me some direction along the way oh, with cool. that stuff too, okay. yeah, cool. and uh, yeah, it was it was good, it was fun, and I've always looked at myself not know empresarial, but also as a recognizer of talent, okay, as somebody yeah. other than somebody that was the greatest that ever lived. I never yeah. thought of that at all, but I was able to recognize good people and bring them together well, right. in a way that would would gel. And uh, I had this approach with this band. They were going to be like family. It wasn't going to be, I was going to be the total boss. And it was a working process because, you know, we yeah, had to yeah. figure out what we were going to do. And, you know, we had our ups and our downs, but, you know, we're okay. And yeah. uh, it was great. And I got met a lot of good people from it. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. I bet. You know them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I know. Well, yeah. let, let's, uh, let's come back to that. 
in time. I just I should have hit with that up front, just so people know that like what you're up to nowadays. Okay, all right. That's um, you know what people might know you from. Okay. At the moment. All right. But anyway, so let's go back. So you're hanging with the rascals. Right. Felix tells you to go to medical school. Yeah. Pretty heavy. That's heavy. Yeah. <laughs> I think his father was a dentist. I think. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. It could have been. Yeah. Huh. That, that's funny. I never thought of that. He said, if you're smart enough to go to medical school, you should. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're all doing this because we can't. Yeah. That's pretty oh, cool. Yeah. So you clearly were smart enough. Oh. So that happened. Oh, yeah, I, I just... Fake it till you make it, you know. Yeah. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. Hope you're not. You're not faking it now. No. No. no you made it. Yeah, you yeah. made it a long time ago. Let's hope. Okay. All right. Cool. So, off to medical school. Um, can continue with the drums to some degree, or no, or that was it. Well, I because I don't know you as a drummer. So no. When I started, okay, I. Uh, because of various issues of studying and stuff and competition, I did not get accepted to an American medical school. Okay. So. And this would have been, not to date yourself, but this would have been what year just to get Oh, well, that was, I graduated, you know, college in 1969. Okay. High school in 64. Okay. And uh, so I went to Belgium and I, and in 69, the whole thing was, you know, folk music. That was okay. a big trend. And I wanted to get, a Martin guitar, sure. Which is what I did. I went to Sam Ash, and uh, wow. and for three hundred bucks, and I didn't know how to play. I just knew three chords because I was playing in a band. I used to, you know, I knew cowboy chords. Yeah, yeah. Then I started, you know, taking guitar lessons out in Belgium. Wow. You know, just old country stuff, and sure. I was into flat picking and fiddle tunes, and, oh, and that's doing cool. All, yeah, just an acoustic, and yeah, you know, and doing it, and and having fun with it, and because I lived in so many places, I lived from from. Belgium. It was Nebraska. Wow. From Omaha. That's a big change for a kid from Jewish kid from Brooklyn going to. I would imagine <laughs> going to Omaha, Nebraska. Yeah, right. And I did that, and then internship in Wisconsin. Wow. Milwaukee, and you know, I met a lot of you know. So that's there. how it goes. Yeah. When you take that path, I don't know much about that path. Yeah. You, you just go where, wherever there's a need. So well, you, what so happens? You, you have to apply. There's you go to medical school, then you do an internship. Okay, then so the medical school was in Belgium the whole time. No, three years in Belgium. Okay. And then I transferred into the second year of medical school in Omaha, Nebraska, the oh, University okay. of Nebraska. Okay. And that's where I went. And I kind of put the music thing on hold for a little bit. Yeah. Because, you know, I had to study, you know. You I, would, I would hope <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah. yeah. You know, you couldn't fake your way through it. Yeah, organic chemistry. There's no cowboy chords in, in, in uh, medicine. No. The, the, no. Yeah, no. real chords. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Real, and real books. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? yeah. <laughs> Funny. Yeah. But, you know, I, and it, it was, you know, it was a good thing. You know, it was had, had cool with it. How was Omaha? Cool. Well, we used to I've call never it, been there. Oh my God, Nebraska! It was a very interesting time to be there because Omaha was like the stack smack dab in the middle of the United States. Sure, and uh, it was uh, you know it wasn't so it wasn't so much of music. I used to watch guys play. I used to go to these always go to the venues and, and see people. My ex wife at the time, and it was fun, mm -hmm. you know. But I, I stayed to the stayed on the grindstone, yep. and uh, yeah. So it's different from Studied. what was Belgium like. Belgium was phenomenal. Yeah. At the time I was there, I felt very depressed because I said, why, why can't I get into school, medical school in the United States? Because I didn't, 
have the great greatest grades. I flunked the course or two. It was very competitive back then to get into medical school. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So, you know, but then I, you know, Belgium was great. I foreign food and traveling, and I got yeah. to go through France and Germany and, and stuff. And Pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, it was good. And and then to Omaha. Yeah, Omaha. That was a culture shock. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I can't imagine you. You probably weren't. I'm imagining that you weren't the long-haired hippie type, or were you? Could oh, you be? Yeah. No, I was. Oh, know. you were. Okay, I, so you could be I that kinda, in medical school. I kind of looked like Frank Zappa. I had a mustache. Looked yeah. like Frank Zappa. Okay. Long curly hair. Okay. Like, yeah, I was kind of. I didn't have the the soul patch. Yeah, but, yeah, you yeah. Know, yeah. So when you landed in Omaha, where they were like, "What's up with this freak?" or or was everybody freaks? Or what well, was the vibe? What What it was like for me. I'd be in line at, at stores and things, and I'd overhear people to say, well, I, I tried to buy this from this person, but he, he Jewed me out of $4. And I used to hear that stuff. And right. It was, you so know. So that was just the way it was. Yeah, yeah, there was a lot of anti-Semitism and stuff. And yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's rough. <laughs> well. Not like that in Belgium. Certainly not like that in Brooklyn. No, no. It, you know, yeah. things have, you know, this was 1969. Things were different back then. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Wow. 70, 72, I mean, it was 72, because I was in Belgium for three years, then Omaha. Wow. Oh, yeah. well. Well, they <laughs> no. don't, they've never, whatever, I, I'm not going to talk about Omaha. But so much yeah, you can now. imagine. Omaha Stakes International. I And the Wild Kingdom, that was from Omaha, too. Oh, that's right. Mutual and, of Omaha. That's right. And Warren Buffett, the multi-trillionaire, he's from Omaha, too. Oh, really? Yeah, those are, you know. Wow. That's all I know. That's okay. About Omaha. It's more than you need to know. Yeah, I get. Well, no offense, I, I can't imagine too many people from Nebraska are watching this show. But if anyone from Nebraska is watching the show, yeah, so, that's right. So, so, how's it going? Yeah. All right. Um, so you're there for how long? Nebraska for three years. Okay, seventy-two to seventy-five. Wow. Yes. And you got married somewhere in here, or no? No, I, the first time I got married. I met my ex-wife. I was in City College. I was playing in a band. Oh, wow. <laughs> and she oh, came okay. down to one of the shows. Back, playing back yeah, and, okay. and we, uh, her father was a musician, and he was a music producer guy and kind of well-known in Broadway circles. He, yeah. he had conducted with uh, Leonard Bernstein, one of his things. So it's, you know, I was connected through my ex-wife and yeah. that family. And yeah, so that, Did you that, stay in touch with Victor Perry? Well... I did visit with him in 2009. I made a trip to um, to L.A., and I spent a little time with him. And then on that whole trip, through somebody else that I knew, I also got to hang out with uh, John J.R. Robinson. Oh. And I got pictures of him and I, and we he and he was so cool. He One showed of the me best stories ever. Yeah, and all the stuff he's done, and... He was a big sports fan like I am. Oh, and cool. We still, you know, we're still in touch. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. we hey, through social cool. media. Yeah. And he told me he had these two, his drum studio had two kits. He had his regular kit, the bebop kit, and yeah. all this stuff. And, yeah, I bet. Yeah. yeah. And I think he just switched from Yamaha to D-Drum as a sponsor, yeah. maybe. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's one of my heroes, for oh, sure. Yeah, he's, you know? he's done it all. Yeah. He's done it all. Yeah. Crazy. So, uh, after Omaha, then where? Well, after Omaha, it was internship time, and uh, I thought then I wanted to be a cardiac surgeon. Why? I have no idea. It was an ego thing. Why? That's the big job? Well, in the medical thing, you know, there is like hierarchy of things you can do. Yeah, you know? yeah. Just, and yeah. My, my father was an orthopedist, a certain, you know, bone, bone guy, right? Sure. And so 
I figured I had to do something better than him because, oh, you know, it's exactly a father dad competitive yeah. stuff, you know. Yeah, and That's uh, funny. So I figured, oh, I'm going to try it. you go right for the heart. Yeah, yeah. So I went to open art thing, and I realized that, that was not for me. I started general surgery. It's on call every other night and doing this. And oh, really? No time to play. So it's a, just a crazy a Oh, crazy yeah, life. the people, that, the guys that do that, I mean, they're just tunnel vision they have no other hobbies and do other shit that's all they do right and i was different i wanted time to you know do stuff and uh, well that's kind of cool yeah so then i i had a friend in wisconsin he said why are you doing this surgery stuff why don't you go that's why i did my uh, surgical part going to anesthesiology and that's what i did oh wow yeah he convinced me to do that and it was huh. a great lifestyle and i did it for 40 years and that would have been when what year that was, I started the um, anesthesia residency in, uh, let's see, oh, I would say, um, do, 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 let's see, about 75, no, 77, wow. 77 to 79. Wow. That's right. I would imagine, I would have no idea, I can just imagine that the anesthesiology, that world that you were in then is probably, is it anything like it is now? I mean, there must be big advances right oh yeah there's been tons of stuff i yeah. mean but you know it, it was a rewarding career you know we used to say it was hours of boredom and moments of terror oh boy yeah you know because most of the time when, when shit happened i mean you you just couldn't look it up in a book you had to make a decision you had to act on it really quickly wow and not everybody in life can do that some people oh, let me look about it a little more you know sure it's like a, it's just a different thing yeah yeah you know you have your skills you had to do your stuff and techniques but you know, it was good I, I liked it wow it was fun i met so a lot of good people you feel like it was the right choice for me absolutely oh that's cool yeah yeah that's cool my mother my parents said when i told them i was going to go into heart surgery or something they said don't do that you ought to become a dermatologist because the patients never get sick they never die you make great money. You don't have to be on call. Oh. Yeah. But, you know, I said, what? Dylan with like, zits and pimples wasn't for me. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. Wow. Right. Yeah, well, that's, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was good. And uh, there's a need. Well, I guess there's a need for everything. Yeah. Everybody yeah. has a heart, so they're going to yeah, need a right. you know, Everybody, anyone who needs surgery, going to need yeah, anesthesia. That's why. Well, the tin man didn't have a heart. He wanted one. Right, right. <laughs> anyway, a little segue into uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. the Wizard of Oz. Why not? <laughs> wow. So are you still doing that? Are you, are you retired? Oh, or? no. I, yeah, I retired from at the magic age of 70. Sure. I retired. Wow. And in 2018, after a you know, 40-year career. Wow. Yeah, at St. Rayfield's Hospital. It's in New Haven. And okay. That's where I worked. And wow. I did it. Yeah. And that's cool. Yeah. Uh-huh. So your parents were proud. Yes, they were. They liked it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's cool. And then um, music somehow you must you must have picked it back up or something. Yeah, you know, um, I love going to concerts and doing things. You know, yeah. and that's that's what I did. And uh, you know, I then at one point I was playing guitar, and then I switched to playing bass. Yeah, you know, yeah. And that's when I, I started that, and I, I was taking lessons and teaching myself a little bit why yeah. why bass <clears throat> well i started with the bass actually before in um in college mm. because you know we playing at these clubs and stuff i wasn't married then and i wanted to meet girls sure and i don't have to pack up the kit 
oh, spending all that time, you gotcha. know. So the guy's playing guitar, thing, boom, out, out the door. Me, I don't pack all this shit up. Yeah, I didn't have yeah, a drum yeah. tech or anybody yeah, yeah. to do that. You know what that's like. Oh, so <laughs> that was one of yeah, the Yeah, but the girls that stay late, though, that stay late for you, <laughs> yeah. those are yeah. the ones. Yeah. Drummers know. That, yeah, are, yeah, yeah, I know that. If they'll hang around. But, you know, my thing with the drums, I really wanted to, I could have wanted to play like bebop drums. I was able to read charts. I wanted to yeah. do that. But yeah. that was, you know, but doing that, you know, eight notes, the rock and roll drums back then was all the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Sorry about, you know, so yeah. that's what that was like. It wasn't exactly. A and you, so you thought thing. bass would be more challenging. Yeah, challenging. And, and also, too, you can work with the rhythm and also the melody, too. You know, yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Um, who were some of your bass here? Like, who inspired you? Well, back then, I initially got inspired by Richard Davis, who played oh, right, right bass. Saying, yeah. Yeah, him. And then, you know, over the years, of course, you know, we all listened to Jamerson and all these other folks and yeah, you know, yeah. watch these guys like, you know, Sting and, and Flea, you know, all those people, you know, you yeah. sort of bass look at it. becomes a thing. Yeah, you know, and but at some point I realized that my playing the bass in the current band, if you want to know how that started, I can go with there too. Yeah, sure. So I was just going to put this band together because in 2014 I was living in Cheshire and they had this Bartlam Park and it's a little area and it's, they sure. have the summer music stuff and uh, they had all these tribute bands going there. I said, wow, maybe we can start one. I can start one. And to think what it was going to be. It wasn't going to, I didn't want to do another like Tom Petty or Eagles or sure. Fleetwood Mac, do something a little different. So we decided, I decided on, you know, the Jackson Brown concept and uh, we took it from there. And uh, that's what we did. And I had a specific needs to how I wanted this band to look and sound. In other words, it wasn't going to be a bar band. We were going to be rehearsed. We all had in ears when we started to play because yep. we had four harmony things <clears throat> I wasn't even going to play the bass or play anything in it so I was speaking with our friend Howard you know yeah. Howard Satinsky Howard oh, Jeffrey yeah. and, yep. and he says you know with this thing I want to do a duet you know uh, you know with Sheila so I said yeah okay well who's going to play the bass I said you hey. are you are hey, so I give back then he lived in Middletown he was, he was teaching oh okay yeah so he wow. said, but I don't have a bass. <laughs> I gave him my bass. And he said, all right, you play and you play it. And Wow. And eventually, you know, I said, okay, I'm going to, I got a bass for myself. And uh, So where did you know Howard from? Oh, because I was uh, taking guitar lessons, you know, yep. uh, from Bob Symanchik. Oh, whoa, yeah. You know him? Bobby? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I said, well, I'm, I'm doing this uh Jackson Brown thing I want to do. Do you have any interest in playing guitar? Because he can sing too. And you know, and he said, well, you know, I'm, I'm gigging a lot. I have my students. I teach all the time. So why don't you speak to Howard? Because they were in a band before. Right. Together. Sure. So I don't know who Howard was. So I, I oh, boy. introduced myself, go to his house. And, and you know, and, and uh, that, that was it. And we became, we are since very close, good friends. And... Uh, you know, I love the I love the man. He's down in Georgia now. Oh know, yeah, yeah, good. yeah. So he, I, I always knew him as a guitar player. Yes, he plays everything. He plays guitar. He plays bass. And you can, and he, and you were like, I want you to play bass. And he, he said like, that to me. Play bass. He said he said that to me. You play the bass. Uh -huh. He played the bass in the band, but in a couple of songs, 
You know, I played the bass. So you already hard. had the guitar chair settled. That's why I'm this because yeah. I still think Howard as a guitar player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? We had uh, yeah we had you know, I had Sean Person playing um, lead guitar. Yeah, who, uh, I, f- I found him. He was one of my guitar teachers at the time, and I right. asked him about it. And very skillful guitar player. Yeah, you know, he's good. So he's like, that's cool. Yeah. And yeah. then so all right, let's. I mean, are there any blanks that you want to fill in? Because now we'll, now we'll just talk about the band and everybody in it. But um, so uh, what happened in between? You just were didn't play in bands all this time, and then you had the brainstorm to, like, you're going to make one? What happened in between? Is there anything? Well, what I would generally do is I was playing guitar, and I would I had people that played, and I would only wanted to do stuff that was going to stretch me musically on the guitar. Like I got those two two guitar stuff I was sure. really into, like sure. the Allman Brothers thing. And so I learned a song. I visited my friends in, in various parts of the country where, where they wouldn't know me. And I'd okay, I'll yeah, come right. and do it. And, and that's what I used to do. And it was fun. Yeah, you want to do an Allman Brothers thing? Yeah, we could do that. Or maybe some, uh, what else did we do? Some Orleans things. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It was kind of fun just sitting in and doing it. And, yeah. Yeah, but, you know. So you play a little bit of everything, drums, yeah. bass, guitar. Yeah, well, I suck at them all. It's like, yeah, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's fun. I do it for fun and, and pleasure of my own things. And, you know, yeah. I, right now, and I always, even now, I try and advance my skill set, what I can do. And I have this, like, wacky idea that I'm going to learn how to play, like, slap bass really well. Yeah, right, right, right. You know. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and they go challenge Flea to a battle. Or if then, Victor Wooten, yeah, one of those yeah, guys, yeah, yeah, or Mark yeah. King. And, and it, yeah. yeah, yeah. How's it going? <laughs> well, you yeah, know, it, what ha- it goes well enough until I start bleeding over oh, here. Yeah, well, hey, you know, blood is just the beginning. Yeah. That's, just, that's what they say. That's yeah, the beginning. That's right. You know, it's something to do. And yeah, you have to go through a portal of blood before you get to the prize. <laughs> yeah, I but guess. you know, there's this thing, all of a sudden you're doing it, and then you hit it like where you have to hit the string and how to you know it's like it's skill like, oh you know, yeah like uh, anything sure. else it's like, yeah you know. i'm a i'm a hack bass player i wanted to be i wanted to be a bass player first yeah before a drummer and it was um i, I it was all it was like the disco era so i wanted to play bass because i wanted to do that and right it yeah. was not that i was not that good at it <laughs> and drums came easier and actually the other day uh one of my students or somebody was, I had to learn boogie oogie oogie oh, yeah. on bass. And I, and when I was a kid and it took bass lessons, that's all I wanted to do. I just wanted to learn how to play that. Yeah. You know, I was like, this would be great. And I couldn't, I couldn't figure anything out. And I mean, I'm not a good bass player, but I've been playing long enough that I actually like, oh, yeah, it's just octaves and okay, yeah. And I figured it out within minutes and was playing it. And I was like, man, my 12-year-old me would be so proud, you know, would be so excited, like, yeah. oh, yeah. Hey, this is what I wanted to do when I was 12, and it took me 50 years or however many years to even get to play like a 14-year-old. Like, I just have so little talent in that realm that, like, I can do it, but it takes me that long to just get that much progress. I'm like, congratulations, you know. You know, if you you could have done this in two months if you were good at bass, you know, when you took lessons, but, you know, whatever. Just funny. They make no pretensions about being the best of any of the stuff I do. I have fun doing it, well, and I pick my, my moments. I know what I can do. I know what I can't do, and well, I know my limitations. Well, that's important. And even, like, right now, my latest thing is I'm, I was a huge Lou Reed fan back oh, in the hey, day. Yeah, yeah, so I'm learning how to play fake 
acoustic bass and walk on the wild side right is herbie flowers and the stuff he's doing with right with acoustic bass and then overdubbing the electric bass right it that's, does that thing yeah yeah, yeah. so i'm just doing directions. that and yeah and uh, sean and i sean persinger and i are going to bring his daughter who plays upright bass oh we're going to go. try and do something together and yeah, right. get the thing done maybe we'll just get a little drum track yeah, yeah, yeah. hi-hat thing going yep. That's all there really is on that on yeah. that track for the drums. But yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So that's how he did it. It started with a, an acoustic bass and over the because I never could figure that out. It's you know when I was young, I had no idea. And I'm like, oh, that's sounds like it's two tracks. It's two things. Mm-hmm. So that's what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So one's going one way, one's going. That's the right. Other. One's that, exactly right. Yeah. And yeah. You can play them both together. There's ways of doing it, but you know to get the real sound, you have to have two basses playing and yeah. they were overdubbed and. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. So let's, uh, why don't you um, give us the history of the band from band members, who they are, okay. how you met them. All right. Well, um, because everybody's going to end up on the show eventually. So this is like the big shout out. Okay. This is the big list. Well, I really wanted to do this thing and I put this band together. We had our first rehearsal with, okay with in Jeff Pivar's place. Sure. And uh, we brought him in. No, it was at Sean's basement, and Pivar came. No, not Pivar. I mean, uh, yeah. I got confused. Sorry. It's that. all right. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so we all came down his basement, mm-hmm. and we started, uh, you know, that was, uh, you know, Jeff Kanata came down. He said, I love to play it, but I can't. Oh, yeah. You know, my f- problem with my foot. So he's, then he suggested we get Greg Trabant. Right. I bring Greg in, and I was like, wow. That yeah, guy, yeah, yeah. He's the real deal. I mean, yeah, yeah, sure. He could, you, know, you know him. He can play. Yeah. He does it all. So we did that. And then I said, all right, well, we have to find some other people. I know Howard loved that stuff. Howard was in there. I needed another lead singer. And we got, uh, you know, I got... Um, you know, Jordan Weinstein, Jordan yeah. West, yeah. singing lead. And I approached him, and he says, look, I'll do it, but I don't want to play any instruments. I just want to sing. Okay. And he plays the congas, too, in a couple of right, times. Right, right, right. So that's what he does, and he did that. And then I needed a... Initially, I had about 11 people in the band Whoa. because I need to duplicate the stuff that Jackson had on the running on empty things. And I had two background singers, and right. we had Sheila, and... And I had Ginny Bales, and she worked. For, she was up for a while too. Okay. And I had Joe Miller playing guitar. We had a bunch of us, and it just became too cumbersome to have eleven people. Yeah. As well as too much, too much money to pay them too. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I said, nope. You know, if they're going to do this right, they have to be paid for rehearsals, and that's what I was able to do. And he used to tell them, look, I don't have a boat, I don't have a fancy car, I don't buy fancy cars, I don't have a right jewelry, I don't have an expensive mistress. So this is what I'm going to do. We're gonna you have an inexpensive mistress? Well, yeah, I used to, <laughs> but uh, then she wound up getting the clap. Said, oh, oh no, no, no. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. You can edit that out. Yeah, exactly. That's fine. No, there's no editing. That goes, no? That goes out to the... That's forever. The internet's forever. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So... Sorry for these jokes, folks. No, it's okay. Can, they can handle it. Yeah. So right. you decided eight, eight was the way to go. Yeah. So Eventually, yeah, and, yeah. It, and it worked out. Worked yeah. out. We had a violin player with us too, Kenny Kosek first. Oh, right. And Andy Gundell, who played rhythm and sings lead, right. He told me about Kenny, and Kenny was with the band for 
I would say, the first five, six years, and it became too much of an issue for him to come in from New York City. He didn't have a car. Right. Or his wife had the car and went to pick him up at the train station. And then we went through uh, two other fiddle players, and we have our final one, Alicia, and she's doing well. Yeah. Yeah. So it's good. Um, I know that there is some fiddle. I'm running on empty, but w- why not the David Lindley? Why not the lap steel guy? Oh, we had. Oh, thanks for reminding me. Well, I'm just have, curious. Yeah, I, we, we had one. Yeah, we had one. We had Alan Roth in the beginning. Okay. Alan Roth played, you know, played lap steel, yep. and he was with us for a while. And it was great, but he became very busy, yep. and, you know, it was a big left for him to come all the way from where he was to you know to us and it worked out for a while and you know there was there was some artistic differences about things with that so you know at one point you know we figured out we had to do something else so yep. you know sean was skillful enough to play the parts on slide oh right okay. and made it and made you. it sound great so yeah. you can cover that yeah yeah and then andy like acoustic, you need someone on the acoustic. Like yeah, and he played acoustic, and Howard plays acoustic too, so he did that on some songs as right, well. Right, right. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. And then violin becomes you're just like we'll get we'll get the fiddle player. Yeah, cover right, some right. stuff. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's everybody, right? Well, we got Sheila singing lead. We got Howard. Yeah. You know, we got Rob Mickledowie. He plays. Oh, right. He Duh. plays keyboards. Yeah, and he sings too. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. so <laughs> it's funny. He didn't really wasn't too familiar with Jackson Brown. We oh, really? Him in, he, he was in the Stilly Dan cover band. Yeah, shut that door all the way. Bo, so you know, Bo Bolero. Yeah, that's what he was in. And uh, but he wanted to do somebody. He wanted to do somebody's baby. That's a song that he does. Right. And uh, then he learned the other songs, and he sings harmony. He can sing lead. He does it all. Yeah. He's a very skillful musician, yeah. and he's got ears like the size of a yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, elephant. Yeah. I mean, ears at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much like an all-star lineup. You yeah, I like to think so. Sometimes yeah. I say, well, what am I doing here? Well, <laughs> yeah. You know, you have these moments of disbelief, but yeah, it's okay. Yeah. yeah. And what was the first the first gig? Do you remember the, when it first? I do, yeah. What I wanted to do was I had, you know, I had this band together. I had no shows booked. We had to have a show booked, so I put something together as a fundraiser at this place where, you know, Greg used to teach, RVP Studios in West Haven. Okay. And we did a show, and we had, like, three bands there, you know, mm. and uh, we had, you know, Pivar was there for something that he was doing, and oh, I had cool. this woman, uh, yeah, he was there, and we were there, and it was, it was great. It was good. It was a good time. Yeah. Yeah. And you were like, this is gonna work. Yeah, and Johnny Ross showed up too, and it was he was he played also. And after the one of the moments with me, I was really proud when I came off the stage. The big smiles that Peeve gave me, as well as you know Johnny Ross, it's like yeah, man, you did it. And yeah, yeah, it was good. And hey, like, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Johnny Ross had a party band. He did he did his thing too, and he had this you know great band he put together. And uh, so every, so it, you were like okay, you know this is real. Yeah, that those guys like it. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be for real. You couldn't get Pivar involved because he doesn't live here. No, not anymore. No, yeah. He, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've you know I've done music stuff with him and sure. Yeah, he played guitar on the Linda Chorney stuff. He did and bass and things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was uh, it was fun. That was a 
that was a different time in my life. Yeah? How so? Well, you know, I... And this would be when? This 2000... I first saw Linda in... Uh, I met her skiing in oh, wow. Colorado. Another, another Colorado skiing yeah, story. Uh, yeah. In 2003, and eventually we, you know, we became friends, and then she eventually got married, and, and you know, we connected, and... We did a lot of, had a lot of fun together doing things, and you know, she got a boyfriend that I got to know, and now she's she's out in um, in Arizona where she lives in okay. Tucson. Yeah, so she was great, and that we, everything gelled. It was all good. Yeah, it was all good. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. And we did the record with Linda. We wanted to do a record because I said, Linda, you know, you got this stuff. Let's let's see if we can't do a record. Because I had some discretionary money and we had to get some good players because I wasn't going to, you know, yeah. I wasn't going to be on that record at all. Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah, no, I wasn't going to play. I was going to produce it and executive producer and produce it, whatever sure. you want to call it. Sure. And so we did that. and, and Where? Keep, where? When? Where? Yeah, yeah, where? Where did oh, you do it? Well, we did it. We did basic some basic tracks. The pre-production stuff was done in my house, in my oh. loft. Oh, okay. And uh, we had a you know drum thing, and we did all that, and we got the rhythms and stuff. And Pivor was very much involved with that. Yeah, that's cool. And then, uh, you know, we had to get the other pieces, you know, filled together. We had Sean Pelton doing the drums. Oh, nice. Yeah. And Jeff played, um, Jeff played guitar, and he played banjo, and oh, wow. he played slide and sure. lap, all that stuff at the various parts of the song. Sure. And then for a couple of things we needed to do, we needed you know a different kind of bass player. So we had Will Lee come in, and he oh, did yeah. it, and he he played bass on some of these Beatles things. Oh wow! Yeah. Hey, what record is this? That was called um, "Emotional Jukebox." Okay. By by Linda Chorney. Okay. Yes, and right. that was submitted to. Uh, the Grammys, because she had a friend that said, you know, you can submit that to the Grammy Awards, and if enough people like it, you know, maybe you get nominated. And wow. And that's what happened. We, she was nominated for the, uh, in the Americana category, and all of a sudden, you know, we were going out to L.A. for the Grammys in 2012, and it was, it was something else. Again, they have this, and they have this party before, there's a pre-show, other, other room, you do stuff. And okay. And that's where I, I, that's where I had I met Gary Burr, and got became tight with him because oh, cool. he was playing in this ba- in his band that he had, and uh, he was playing with. And I said he came out, and I said I looked at him. He said I yelled at him. I said you know, Meriden loves you. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Meriden Connecticut. Yeah, because yeah. because Andy Gundell had had Gary play uh, sing some vocal harmony parts. He's got that high beautiful sure. voice. Oh yeah, and then yeah. Yeah, and that's how it all. Yeah, happened. we know all about. It. I grew up in Wallingford, so that it's kind of like always that thing. Wally World, Wally, yeah. Wally World. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah. We're famous for him, Rob Hyman of the Hooters. Oh yes, he's also from Meriden. Yeah, trying to think who else. Meriden. Well, well, Wallingford is famous for. Um, oh man, Choke Choke School. M- M- Morton Downey Jr. from is Wallingford. That, wow, I, I believe so. Yeah, Choke. I grew up on right in. Like next to Cho on Main Street, so and you didn't go to you don't want to go to Cho, nah, no. <laughs> but it was Ch- it was Chodies and Townies, you know that was yeah, a thing. I, I, I was know, a, I'm just teasing. I was a Townie, you know for sure. But, yeah, right. you know, but yeah, yeah, Cho, yep, 
right downtown. I went to public high school. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just fine. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. James Madison High School, the most famous high school in the world. Re- in Brooklyn. Really? Yeah. How right. come I never... What, what, what should I know about it? I will tell you everything you need to know about it, whether you want to. Yeah. All right. Well, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Aye. she went there. Okay. The judge you know, initially passed, right? Um, let's see, who else went there? Um, Howard. Um, she went there. Carol King went there. Oh, Carol okay. Klein, all yeah. those folks in yeah. Brooklyn. Yeah. Wow. And many more. And uh, okay. the oh. Dice Man went there. Hey. Andrew Dice up. Clay mm-hmm. he went. And uh, Chris Rock was there for a couple of years, too. All right. What, what, here, you keep talking. I'm going to look it up. What is it? What? James Madison High School, Brooklyn, J- New York. Okay. We're going we're gonna to look. We're going mm-hmm. to give some shout outs. Yeah. James Madison High School, Brooklyn, Brooklyn, New York. Wow. Famous alumni. Yeah. Alumni. Okay, here we go. You ready? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Bernie, Bernie Sanders, I think, too, maybe. All right, you ready? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, this is pretty heavy so far. This is just the, the thumbnail. Yeah. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Judge Judy. Right. Uh, Bernie Sanders, Chuck Schumer. Right, both. that's right. Uh, former Senator Norm Coleman. Not sure who that is. But yeah, man, that's heavy. Yeah. And you. Yeah, and me. Right. Also, let's see. Cal Abrams, Maury Allen. Wow. Yeah, some of these people I know, some I don't. Yeah, that a hey, Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, well, far out. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Where I didn't get to you yet. I'm only on the Fs. No, no, I'm not going to be William there. William Gaines, founder of Mad Magazine. Wow. That's heavy. I didn't know that. Hey, that's wow. right from your neighborhood. Wow. Hey, man. Yeah. That's pretty heavy. He's 24th Street. Now, Richard Perry was my neighbor, but he didn't go there. He went to private school. Okay. He went to Poly Prep. Whoa. And they named the whole building at music school after him because he became famous. Buddy K, songwriter, musician, producer, Carol King. Martin Landau. Wow. wow. From the Mission Impossible. Hey, man. This is this is pretty heavy. Wow, that must have been that must have been a pretty cool school. Yeah, it was fun. Wow. Yeah, Chris Rock. Wow. Yeah, Bernie Sanders. Wow. That's crazy. So I was the drummer and I played in the jazz band. I played in the Chuck Schumer orchestra band. I had to play timpani and all that jazz and I did all that. And wow. And then for the marching band, I I was the, the, the drum major. The so drum. was I. No, with the pole, you yes, did that I too? Yes, I was. Yeah, yeah, I was too. <laughs> I was I was so disappointed. I, I was like the big shot drummer all through junior high and high school. I finally got to be a senior and the band director put me up front. And I was like, what? I want to be in the, I'm finally the, the, the head of the drum section. It's like, you fit the uniform. I need you up front. <laughs> so I, I couldn't be with my with my guys. I was the dude up front with the thing. Yeah. I was terrible. I was the worst. <laughs> it's okay. I, no, I, I was famous for I, I hot dogged it. Like I I, I kind of I didn't follow the rules. Like I kind of just did my own thing, and then p- people kind of dug it. They were like, "Oh wow, Beckman, you know, he's just going off." Okay, we so had whatever. the high school I went to. <laughs> James Madison had the worst high school football team in the history. Oh, really? They were like, I think a winning season. The best season when I was there was like 3-10 and 10 or something oh, like man. that. It was oh, terrible. Wow. There's more to life than football. Yeah. 
Yeah. And but my being a drum major sure. got me recruited to get go to the University of Pennsylvania. They for my first year in college. Oh hey, they wanted me to go. They needed a drum major. Hey, there you go. Hey, that's so, cool. They were grooming me to be a drum major. But what happened was I, uh, you know, I decided I like playing bands better. I wasn't going to yeah, yeah. study and, you know, I wasn't going to be the drum major. I didn't want to do that. Yeah, I, I don't know what that career path is like. Yeah. I did it for, I think I, I did it. They were grooming me to be a drum major and they had this other guy that was doing it. And he said, you know, he'll, you know, he'll, after when he graduates, you'll take over. I said, okay. But I left after one year. I oh, flunked boy. out. Flunked out of college. Oh, mm. whoa. Hey, that's heavy. Yeah. I, my my my, uh, my drum major career, so I was a senior, and we were terrible. My band director was cool. He was uh, really good at concert band. Like, we were good, but marching band wasn't really his thing. So we just would barely get through it. And I remember we had a, it was my senior year, and we went on a trip. We went, the, the concert band, we entered a competition, and we had to go to Virginia. And then he, and, but we also had to, march in a competition and he just told us straight up he goes gang i don't care about the marching band thing we just have to kind of get through it but i really want to focus on the concert band so okay cool so we did that and then the next day we had to be marching the parade and i'll never forget he come i mean and this was like i don't know i don't want to say thousands of people but it was a big deal this parade and a uh, band director comes up to me and he goes oh i forgot to tell you when you go past the reviewing stand you have to salute and we're being judged on the salute. And I forgot to, I forgot to, we forgot to come up with a salute. And I'm like, what am I? He goes, when you get up there, just make something up. <laughs> so I'm like, are you kidding me? So mm -hmm. we, we get to the reviewing stand and I don't remember what I did. I just did something. I made something up, some sort of salute. I did something inappropriate, I think. And, uh, we finally, we get home and everything. And he's like, great. You know, we placed in the thing. And he goes, and we were disqualified from the marching band competition no. because of our drum major <laughs> made a inappropriate salute. Because I don't know. I don't remember what I did. I did something. And everyone, and he's like, I don't care. So That means you had to be able to read music back then playing the drums. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was good at it. Just don't like a fake it. Yeah, yeah. yeah but we, I got disqualified. I got, I got our school disgraced in that particular competition <laughs> but oh well you yeah. should have known better than to make me that guy yeah so anyway that's my drum major uh career yeah you know i could have been <laughs> i couldn't could have been. been a contender yeah no i couldn't have been couldn't have been that never would have happened uh what is next for the band i played one gig with you guys yeah what is next for the band is uh well, there comes a time when every group has to make some decision that you know sure. we've had a great run for seven years, mm. and because of you know my insistence on playing only select theaters and wasn't gonna you know you know the story sure. so, and with Howard being in Georgia, yeah, and Greg moving to Florida, sure, you know, and I had a choice: do I get other people in it, or is it maybe? enough time because i can tell that the enthusiasms kind of dwindled a little bit oh okay for doing this we had a great run within the band yeah yeah a little bit uh-huh okay. i mean you know i, I used to well yeah there was, you know there's issues that we had and yeah. I, I try and get a, a zoom meeting and with people to come on board to see what 
yeah the future the band how enthusiastic they are for it yeah and oh bummer i was there at the end i played the last gig is that what you're well, saying well we have one more show to do and then it's going to be you know sayonara i'm waiting wow but you know rob said we got to keep it going we got to you know do it and i would like to but it's hard to get the shows going you know we're not going to play in you know some place in East Haven. I mean, nothing yeah, against right. East Haven. We, we got to play in a theater with ticketed events. And yeah. they'd have us back at the Kate and other places because, you know, Sheila has a full-time job. Jordan works full-time at right. Sam Ash. And, you know, they can't, like, travel. Because I've been offered, yeah, we want to fly here, fly there, and, and do that stuff. Because yeah, yeah. I know guys like in Eagle Mania, which is a sure. great Eagles tribute band, and they, that's their job. Yeah, right, right. That's their job. Sure. And, uh, you just, it's hard to get everybody together. Yeah. You know and, wow. you know, because some people have a steady job and they have 401k and they get sure. health care and stuff. And yep. I can't, yeah. no, it's not like the Fab Four. I get everybody on salary and they all yeah, have yeah. health care insurance through that as a corporation, but that's not how we're doing it. Wow. Yeah. What a bummer. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. It's all right, you know. Wow. Okay. And also, too, you know, you have to get the right agent and stuff and, you know, the first thing the agent says is, well, you know, oh, can you fly out? Can you go to do a gig in Philadelphia next Thursday? And I said, well, right. I don't think that's going to happen for us. You know? Right. So, so just the available. So we played three or four times a year, and it was always exciting. We had to do it, and we had to learn some new songs, and there's always resistance. I don't want to learn any new songs. When can we do the same stuff? I said, well, you can't have people coming back to do, here we should play the same set list. We've got to switch it up. So for our next gig, we're going to switch it up and bring back some some tunes and uh, see how it cool. goes. Where is that gig? It's going to be North Brantford at the Potato Festival, whatever the hell that is, in yeah. North Brantford. Yeah. Potato thing on August 5th, which okay. is a Saturday. Okay. Right. We'll look for it. Yeah. And then, you know. And then who knows? Who knows? I mean, if we could do it more, I, I, I like to. Yeah. You know, I'm not ready to totally say goodbye, but you yeah, know, yeah. you. You can't have a band if you don't have gigs. And you can't, you yeah, know, yeah. if you don't have the gigs, you know, it's like, all right. You know, we are limited to where we can play. We, I think the last thing, we, we did something at Wall Street Theater. We did a double bill there. That was me. Yeah, that's right. That was you. That was yep. you for that one. And we did a, a show with, um, you know, with Gary Burr and his band, Laurel Canyon. And those guys are good. Mark Mirando yeah. and Mark Hudson. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they, they got signed on to uh, to Blue Raven, which is their the agency that does most of the, the big tribute bands in the area. And, okay. And, uh, I reached out to them, and and she was kind of lukewarm, the woman running it. Yeah. Lukewarm about having us, but I said, all right, you know, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Hey, you never know. Yeah. Maybe you'll have another brainstorm. Yeah. But, you know, we played at Wall Street Theater. We played at the, the Kate couple of times yep. we played at um a place in uh and uh not guilford in uh old saybrook the town is just west of old saybrook we played there too yeah at water's edge we oh yeah that. sure that was yep. A, yep. that we liked that when they wanted us back but i keep you know reaching out to them and i, I keep getting you know they kind of ignored a little bit oh, we wow. sold out there it was a great gig because they put us up overnight in a hotel. And yeah, it was yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh well, hey, you never know. Yeah. You know. Um, we're getting close to the end. Is there anything 
else that you want to i have wrap-up questions Okay, but I want to make sure that there's any, that there's anything that we did not talk about that you want to talk about. Okay, well, um, well, I got my Leonard Bernstein story. That's kind of famous. Hit it. <laughs> well, I'm ready. Yeah. Okay. So we were. I was in this group, All City Orchestra, or Borough All City Orchestra. They had a. Um, now some of the story is a little bit embellished over the years, but you Why know not? it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. I was playing timpani, I mean, we're doing this show, um, Host of the Planets. Yeah, sure. Jupiter. Yeah. Calls for six timpani. Oh, boy. Yes. So, we wanted to be tuned in those days, man. It was it was so hard to tune those things, you know. Sure. Because, you know, yeah. low pitch, you didn't, yeah. it wasn't like an automatic tuner that they have now. And you have to yeah, oh, I'm, I played timpani, too. You have to pitch pipe, and you have to try to just tune it by ear right on the fly. Yeah, or I'll get the bass player to play a note mm-hmm. and stuff. But yeah, so we would do that. And uh, yeah, and uh, so one time, <laughs> also the orchestra, one of these things comes over and a guest conductor, and he says, Man, when you come, I go like this, you just gotta hit the shit out of those drums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta just pound them. <laughs> so, oh boy. The other guy playing drums, he's playing timpani with two of us on that thing. He's doing something, and uh, his mallet, Flew out of his hand, flew right over and landed in, landed in the horn of a French horn, a French horn, one of those horn player things, oh right boy. in the bell. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, that wasn't. Oh boy, Mr. Harp player. Oh, was, was not stuff. happy. No, <laughs> flying, flying things. That's right. Wow. Yes. That's heavy. Yeah, it was all right. Yep. Folks, I'm making some of this up. You gotta fact check it. Yeah, that's okay. All right. Yeah. Does it does it exist? uh, An account of this? (laughs) The famous in my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 (laughs) That's funny. You know, my motto is, and people that know me know this. I never let the truth get in the way of a good story. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. Totally. I hear you. The more you say it, the better it gets. Good policy. Yeah. 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 (laughs) All right. Um, Desert Island albums. A few. Well. Albums that you could listen to forever. Oh, well, you know, oh, Desert Island albums? Well, sure. I like that. Obviously, that Jackson Brown running an empty album is sure. great. That first yep. one he did. I, um, uh, the Beatles, uh, you know, wrote anything from the Beatles would yeah, be yeah, great. Yeah, sure. And, uh, you know, and, and then I like my jazz stuff too, you know? Yeah. Such as? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The Mel. Um, let's see the jazz soul of Porgy and Bess, which is a song you have to dig deep to find. It was great. Okay, and it was jazz version of that stuff. It was great, and of course Miles Davis, sure, kind of blue. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. That all the time. I sure, mean, sure. Man, oh, and Joni Mitchell, yeah. oh, blue. Yeah. Oh, yes. I yeah. mean, how can you forget Joni? I mean, sure. So many great people. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. So Mel Lewis was kind of your guy. Back oh then. yeah. I, I think I took a. I watched him and used to go down and watch that. And also Joe Morello, too. I took one lesson with Joe Morello. What was that like? It was like, man, how do you play that sticks that fast? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, all right, it was in Jersey. I think it was in New Jersey back then. Wow. That's pretty heavy. Yeah. That's cool. But then I read this book by Kenny Aronoff, his biography, autobiography. I didn't read that yet. Yeah. It's great. And he talks about, he went to music school. Right, graduated from the University of Indiana. Right, and all the people that went there, and I think even I think maybe Sean Pelton may have gone there. I too. think you're right. Yeah, yeah. 
Because you would think some of these drummers just learned it by their own, but no, they went to, they, yeah, they, yeah, you know, yeah. they're musicians. They're not just like yeah, Isaac yeah. and sure. whack the drums, you know. Sure, yeah. sure. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Desert Island food. Oh. <laughs> it's just a weird question. But. Yeah, well, it's sinful. But I would say like Pepe's Pizza. Maybe, oh, yeah. Modern even, something like that. Or even though it's really bad for you, Nathan's Hot Dog. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Nathan's Coney Island, the original Nathan's. Yeah, it's, right? It's right. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. I just, for the record, I'm Team Sally's. So I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah. But, you okay. know, yeah. It happens. Yeah. I mean, New Haven has great pizza. You can't yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 You, and um, so how did you end up in Connecticut? Did we ever even talk about that? Well, well I ended up in Connecticut because that's where I got a job. Yeah, right. Right. You know, I had to get a job, you know, doing, doing you know, anesthesia. And that's how these things happen. Yeah. You just uh-huh. end up in Connecticut. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Uh, is there any particular one live show that you have seen that changed your life that you could think of that springs to mind absolutely absolutely the beatles in 1964 Ooh. carnegie hall a wow i was there and i was sitting I that's was maybe historic like 14 15 years old because i was that was in thinking early february in 64 before yep. they were on that sullivan show yeah yep. and years later i found out that danny Quatchmar was at that same show eight but we didn't know each other back then. Right, right. And I was there, and I was like, wow. And I remember, I want my friend Peter Cummings. Peter, if you listen to this, we were there hey. together, remember? And we were into the music, and we had all these girls screaming. And yeah, I'm yeah. All Ringo. Yeah, and you George, were just like, be this. quiet. I want to hear the play. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> they didn't have that big sound system. You know, yeah, you, yeah. every now and then you'd hear a little crash from the hi-hat. Wow. Or something else again. I bet. Yeah. I bet. And, and ever since then, I've been trying to like, have a one-on-one with Paul McCartney. But they, but join the club. It, it turns out that I have a cousin of mine who lives out in Long Island, and she's a architect, a construction manager stuff, and she helped Paul with two of his homes in Amagansett. Okay, out so Long you're, Island. you're close. Yeah, and uh, so I, I've been to Amagansett out in East End of Long Island a lot of times. I never ran into. Mac though never wow. saw him. Yeah, many of other people because there's a lot of cool music places out in Long Island. They're like yeah, like Stephen Talkhouse is yep. a great little yep. venue and yep. yeah, yeah. I I remember I played in a, I was playing in a Beatles tribute, and we were playing a private out around someone's pool out there, and Paul lived a few houses away, and I had this fantasy that he would come over and correct us because we were playing it wrong i was like man maybe paul mccartney can hear us he probably wasn't even there but that was that, that none of that ever happened yeah my yeah. mom saw the beatles yeah the yeah. same year in, wow. Pit, in pittsburgh so. yeah. and i saw him in um in shea stadium too wow we there for that one wow yeah. that was one i think uh yeah was it richard bernstein no bernstein one of those people helped to produce that one yeah 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 it's pretty heavy yeah that's cool well, Sid Bernstein, that was his name, Sid. Right, right, right. Sid, not the guy that you hit with the mallet. No, no, yeah. no, no. <laughs> yeah, no. All right, well, you know what? We could we could get out of here. I okay. appreciate you coming. Oh, my! it was my pleasure. You I know? was kind of, didn't know what the, this was going to be like, but I am having I had a great time. Hey, and, uh, see what I'm saying? Well, you know, this goes on your permanent record, so that's why. Okay. That's why we're here, because it, it'll live forever. Yeah. And it'll exist. All right. And uh, Jonathan Schneider was here. Right. I'm going to press the button. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Don't get scared. Jonathan Schneider. 
John Peckman Podcast, Connecticut Valley School of Music and Dance, beautiful downtown Portland, Connecticut. Come over the bridge. Go through one satellite's pull a Yui. Look for the music store with the red neon light in the window. Like, subscribe, tell your friends. Come on the show with me. I reached out. I got. I have a, li- a new list now. A lot of, a lot of people are going to be coming on this show. Uh, listen, Dave will tell you how to have your very own show. Thank you, Mr. Snyder. Thank you. You got it. That is all.